there's times where I try to really stay committed to my routine. Like my routine is everything. My habits are everything. everything. And just in the past month, it has not been consistent because we had another shift in our schedule and our driving and our, you know, like all these things where I know I'm going to get back into it. I haven't journaled twice a week like I love to. And I know that helps me and that grounds me. So it's like the, the advice I give myself and I give other people is like, that's okay. Give yourself grace. Yeah. And it's not permanent. And what do you have to do or who do you have to talk to or reach out to to support you? Hi, guys. I'm your host, Megan Van Diepender, and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard, and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. Yeah, so everyone out there listening in today, we have Brittany Burnham here with us, and she is just such a force in the Capital Region. So like I said, Britt, I'm so excited to hear your story. Why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about you? Who is Brittany? I am, oh my goodness, lots of hats here. I am a mom, I'm a leader, I'm a boss, I'm a wifey, and uh, I'm here just to, you know, my mission is to empower more women, use my voice, learn you know, impact and influence that with other women as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny. I put that on um, the questions that I sent you. I'm like, you wear a lot of hats, which I mean, I do too. So I'm like super excited to pick your brain about how you do all that. Cause I'm like, can I do this better? Um, So you have kids. How many kids do you have? I have four kids. So I have two of my own and two bonus babies. I'm a stepmom as well. So my, so it's a beautifully chaotic blended family. I actually just record a podcast on it because this needs to be supported and heard more. It's definitely one of the most challenging roles hats that um, in all of my experience of just obstacles that I've, uh, you know, overcome. But um, my oldest is uh, Jordan. And he is 10. Then mine, Bria, she's 10. Joe's daughter, Jada, she's nine. And then ours put together, Skyly, she's four. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. you have two that are the same age. Well, actually, the three of them are really close in age. That's so oh. cool. Now, oh, is yeah. that like crazy or is it fun? It is both. Okay. So it's more fun, to be honest with you, because we have to run a tight ship. And even if we're not aligned in some of our parenting roles, it is, I mean, they came in to, we came into each other's lives when Jada and Jordan were three and four. So the he's in fifth and the girls are in fourth. So they are, and they're all so different. So it really works well. Like they complement each other's strengths. I'm very big into the Enneagram. So when I've typed them, they all have different personalities that, can be healthy and unhealthy, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun because I'm learning a lot as well too, as they get older with like middle school and yeah. 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 10. That's, that's a getting into that like kind of tough age. Um, Yeah. Well, every age is a tough age, right? It's like for parents at least, like there's always some challenges. Um, but yeah, that, that's so cool. I love the blended family and it sounds like you guys work really hard to be the best parents that you can be. 
We try. It's been a lot of, we'll probably talk about it later. It's been a lot of ups and downs, learning, shifting, just, and adapting. But you know what? One of the best things that I can say is that the kids are more resilient than us. (laughs) That's where I'm like, wow, we have our kids in therapy because of all a lot of things that have been happening with custody and just blended families. It's very confusing. The dynamics are are a lot. Mm-hmm. So we um, really try to have that open communication. And, you know, us moms, it's it's a little bit hard. It's I, I, This is just me and this is my opinion, but I really genuinely feel that like moms do more and we're the emotional, mental caretakers. Yeah. So... Just being able to provide them that safe space to um, be themselves and also be able to communicate and tell us how they're feeling about anything with our blended families. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even just anything in general, like I definitely believe in therapy. My daughter is in therapy as well and not Mm – for any specific reason. I mean, there's definitely been things that have happened in the past couple of years that we wanted her to be able to express her feelings. But I just think you're right. It's healthy just to have that space, just to be able to be open. And then that creates an openness with you as well because they feel safe. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah my, kid, my kids call their, their – we call it the feelings doctor. Okay. And <laughs> it, it was – that, and they've been in – it's been three years almost. So just to see their growth has been beautiful. And I will always, no matter what, keep – if it's my choice, especially with, you know, Jada and Jordan too, to keep them in there because yeah. they might not always feel comfortable to tell me if something about what's going on, something. So, um, but we have to work together with their therapist too, that which is really important to me. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Um, so you started off as a single mom, right? Yes. Okay, so tell us about that. Tell us how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I uh, I was an educator. I was an athletic director of an all-girls charter high, charter high school in Albany called Albany Leadership. And I have um, always loved, like that was, that was the catalyst of the leadership and the empowerment uh, that was really ingrained in me because I had incredible leader, Melissa Jarvis Cedeno. She was the principal and she believed in me. Like she just, I mean, I was 27 years old and she hired me as one of the founding members of this school. It was just built. So their mission was one leader, one leader changes everything. So, uh, I was responsible for a lot of that school and relationships and really trying to build that trust with young women of mainly like African-American and Spanish. So during that time, that's when I met my daughter's um, sperm donor. I will say that there's no father connection there. He's not on the birth certificate. And, um, you know, I was in a very weird space of um, self-love because I dealt with a lot of traumas from my own relationship with my father five years before this. So I experienced like my first, well, goodness, we're not going to get emotional. A lot of things are coming up when it comes to traumas and, and things like now, like I'm in this weird identity shift thing. So I could probably talk for hours on this, but during that becoming a single mother was absolutely a reflection on where I was at with my own self-love and I found it the wrong way and from someone who was charming manipulative there was red signs from the beginning 
um, red flags. And um, he was a basketball player in that facility, like for um, like a local professional team. And then it became very abusive, domestic abuse, I mean, between verbal, physical. And it wasn't until I was pregnant when I was able to finally, after two and a half years to say, I'm not bringing in a innocent human into this environment. Uh, You know, and it was very hard for me. It was very challenging during this time where I was supposed to be that role model for young women who were experiencing this, these young women who were experiencing this day in and day out. And I was their sounding board. I was their safe space too. And here I am dealing with myself. Like it was just the, the magnitude of it was so hard. And, um, that's when I finally just, and I can talk about this very openly and confidently now because I've been able to overcome that trauma, been able to heal. And that healing took a lot of time where it's like all this other things that I've experienced, I'm not healed. So like now I can just really talk with, with conviction on this time, this chapter in my life. So when I decided it was, that was, that, that was it. Um, I moved with my mom okay. and, and, uh, she just like rebuilt her little tiny house for Bria and myself. And that's when I had this new journey. Like I left being an educator and I started thinking like, Oh, I, this is so cool. Science is so neat. I'm going to go into being an ultrasound tech okay. <laughs> and yeah, it was very, very interesting of this, this shift, this transition. And I went back to Hudson Valley, went back to school. Like I have my master's, I have my bachelor's degree and my master's wow. and, and I just went back to school and I was bartending. I was waitressing. I was, um, I went on food stamps. I was on WIC and I was just like, I know that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I have an incredible support system, but what is it that I want to do? Like, I have a new purpose. I have like my reason to overcome this battle. And um, yeah, that's when I started really internally working on my mindset, on my, and, and then it transitioned to physical, my body changed once I was able to, I mean, she was around six months to eight months when that finally happened and oh. then and then the gym was formed and then i i was gonna ask you so when did the gym come into play um in that journey i guess yeah i was so while i was i was working at albany med i was at hudson valley i was bartending i was waitressing at dps locally here so um all of the oof, it was just a lot you were doing a lot yeah i was doing a lot and I'll never forget, like, I was, like, taking these tests in my room, and Bria was difficult. Like, she, I say difficult. She was challenging in a way where she was colic, mm-hmm. and, like, I tried all the things, like, you know, like, the sleep schedule, and I made her food, like, and uh, my mom just was the most, I mean, she was, like, the dad, but I was actually more like the dad, <laughs> my mom was more like the mom, <laughs> because she's just, like, my mom is just, like, the most nurturing, amazing woman ever. Um, but I was doing workouts in the basement. I was doing like online workouts 
And um, I was like, oh, I'm changing. I feel this shift. I want to help more women. Yeah. I applied to a bunch of positions like with the YWC, no, I'm sorry, the YMCA, UAlbany, RPI. I have a lot of connects because I was a local athlete here and just been working in the schools and yeah. as an athletic director. So I was trying, I was just like anyone who wants to help me, who has yeah. got a job yeah. opening. And I had like so many no's. I was a finalist at UAlbany. No, I mean, I had so many no's. Wow. And then finally, I was just like, I started a relationship with my dad again. And that was like five years later. I was a real, and uh, I had to overcome that and ask him to pay for my personal training certification. And then I started studying that and I started hit it with Brit with like eight girls in my mom's backyard with whatever equipment that I could find from chairs to the railing. I mean, I remember broke, breaking my mom's railing using like the, the band <laughs> around it, like a TRX strap attached yeah. to that. Like, uh, I mean, like seriously, coolers to do dips on and yeah. just anything that we could just use our body with and move. And you know how it is when you're just around five to eight women who are just contagiously wanting more for each other so and that that turned into like eight to 20 women i moved to the park right next to my mom's house rosemont park in albany and it was the summer of yeah 16 and um that's when i was like okay maybe i can make something of this because the 20 women were like willing to commit, but I had no clue. Like I had no mentorship. I wasn't investing in mentorship. I didn't know who to, I, I had absolutely was just researching and Googling and yeah. finding everything. And then I found a cheer facility who okay. wanted, who was willing to rent their space for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's um, three T like uh, they're local here. Okay. So, so yes, around triple th- triple threat all stars. Okay. Yeah. So then I started to have classes there, and it just grew pretty rapidly to like a hundred members within the first seven eight months. Wow. And I was just, but I was still, I was still bartending. I was going to ask you. So did you ever become an ultrasound tech, or no? You didn't do that. Oh, I didn't get into the pro. I, I was on the wait list. I had to go. Oh, okay. I took like the anatomy and physiology. I took physics. I was taking every, I was doing all my hours and working as a patient care associate in the hospital. Like it was disgusting. I, I give, I give <laughs> people who work in the hospital, I give them so much. Oh credit. yeah, like, for sure. I'm like, holy, I, it just wasn't for me. I'm about helping people, but I did yeah. not want to help people that way. Well, it's so funny, it, like the universe almost had like, a better, it just wasn't meant to be. It had a yeah. different plan for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just like, and it was the timing when I didn't get into the program. I was like, I am great for this program. What are you talking about? Look, 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 where, I, look where I come from. Like, I really was like, I'm better than this. What? And that's when it was like, literally, then I started applying yeah. to the other positions. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing how that works out. It's like one mm-hmm. door closes, another one, bigger one, better one always opens yeah. up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you now have power is that how you say it power pwr yes. okay so power yeah. um and it's spelled pwr and that stands for for what performance wellness recovery okay now what does that mean to you where did that come from oh i love that thanks for asking i you know it was really hard when we were in the 
in a situation in the position of rebranding. It was before the pandemic. We didn't actually go through with it until after the pandemic. But I was in this point with Hit It With Brit that I was becoming Hit It With Brit. And it wasn't my true identity. I was also shifting into um, being a mother of four from one to four took a lot on me. And I also wanted more time freedom. I wanted more financial freedom. I, and I remember like, I can't be coming to the gym at four o'clock in the morning every day till 8 PM with a baby. Uh, I had her in 2019. So, and I, and I was at this point where it's like, okay, if I want to build this business, it just can't, the, the pressure of this always on me and learning how to build a business. Like that was the whole thing is that's when I started investing in mentorship. Like you're working in the business so much. Mm-hmm. How are you going to grow as a human? How is your business going to grow? They were really challenging me in ways where like that's what that personal development and, and just that growth really prospered and triggered me to saying, okay, I have a big staff of all, all independent contractors, <clears throat> all part-time. And um, that's when I hired my studio manager full-time. And then I just wanted, I knew I wanted to give more autonomy to them. And I wanted also to know that like when in the future there's a potential exit plan that that hit it with Brit, that brand was going to have a different lens for other people. Mm-hmm. And that lens, like a lot of factors of the hit uh, became intimidating for people. And so like all high impact and, and also just my name in the business, it, it, it took a lot on me. It really did. And uh, I wanted to give more to my team and lead my team in ways where they can elevate themselves and they could prosper and they could grow into leaders. So I knew that was the time. And it was very hard to find like the right name and the yeah. right logo, but it was fun yeah. because I had my team to do it because I did everything with Hit With Brit by myself. Yeah. So I had a full-time staff of two at the time yeah. and that's when I was just like, let's brainstorm, you know, let's do this together. Yeah. And it, it was, it was cool. It was a really great experience. It was very well received from the community. I was very nervous, but that's what we do in entrepreneurship. Like yeah. take the risk and take see risks. if it was going to be received. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So within power, so performance wellness recovery, like, do you guys do something differently than you did with hit with Brit now at your gym? Like, what did you change to kind of go with your new mission as a gym? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great question. Yes. Incorporating more of the holistic and incorporating a little bit more elements to the, you know, to the brand, such as the wellness. We started our accountability and nutrition program. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't just a workout. Um, and then the recovery piece, we added so many elements of mobility and just realizing that if we're doing high impact or strength based, uh, workouts, that the mobility was so beneficial to our, to our performance and our recovery and just to continuing it. So I saw as I was getting older and in postpartum that, wow, I'm like, peeing my pants when I'm jumping now, or, you know, like something is like my joints aren't as lubricated and as great as they used to be. And I was noticing that as I was evolving and getting older, so was my customer base. And, um, I wanted to 
make sure I was really like seeing the bigger lens of what that mission, like I wanted to be a little bit, I wanted to be more and serve more people and know that there's, it's the, the whole thing with health is bigger between sleep, hormones, you know, everything that we put, we do to our bodies. It's just on a much bigger scale than just a workout. So it is, it, and that's what we've continued to do to be able to give that message and um, bring other elements, other, you know, workshops in here. We had pedal for a while to complement the performance side, but there's, 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 um, there's more that we can do is as fitness evolves too, because it's always going to evolve and it's still very new. Like boutique fitness didn't really come out and prosper until around 2010 and the soul cycles and CrossFit. And that's when, that's when it, I mean, that's still very new compared. Like people think of group fitness, they were thinking of like the Jane Fonda's and you know, like the best fitness, but it's so, we know now, like, especially with our new facility, that when we want to change things up and to continue to grow, we have a great brand to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. I love all that because I, I do, I mean, as a health coach, I do believe it's like a whole picture thing. It's not just the fitness piece. It's not just the nutrition. It's not just the sleep. It kind of all works together to really support your body in the way that you need it. And mm-hmm. I don't, we're probably around similar ages, but I mean, growing up, you know, it was always like eat less, move more, or, you know, keep moving your butt, move, 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 no nutrition, you know, eat whatever you want, but keep moving, like all those types of mentalities. And yeah. it has come a long, long way. I think it has a long way to go, but it's yeah. getting better and better. And I love that, you know, just that whole body factor. Um, yeah. And that's, in this one thing I didn't even bring up is like, we've incorporated personal training, which has been a game changer. Yeah. It has not everyone wants to do group fitness. Not yeah. everyone feels comfortable of going in there and adding in that element of, of our in, intake process and, and people who might not are confident, but also competent in those certain movement patterns of the, specifically the squat and like the hinge, they're not prepared on doing, you know, some RDLs or some, some hinge, hinge, patterns and movements when they're going to a group element because what we've also very much shifted is our class size because when we were hit with the brick we were in a big warehouse 8,000 square feet with 50 60 70 wow. 80 people in a class with oh my two, with two or three trainers like it was <laughs> wow I just I'm gonna send you a picture or video just to see like what it really worked out yeah. like, we made it work it was again, like beautifully organized. Um, it looked chaotic, but it worked. And we knew we wouldn't be able to stick that wasn't sustainable for, for a business and for our clients. And it wasn't, and you know, we would always get feedback and from like my weights are taken or this, and just like, we want a little bit more intimacy. So we knew with our, you know, with our new facility now, we have three rooms, a personal training room okay. and two group rooms that are 25 people max. So it's more intimate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easier for scheduling. Um, it's, it's easier for, um, and it's, it's just a better all around for the client and for the coach. Nice. Yeah. yeah that sounds, 
that sounds great. And I think personal training is like a lot of people are intimidated by the gym. So it's sometimes a great way to start. And then you kind of ease your way into that, that group fitness. Mm -hmm. Now you're a coach as well. Um, You're an empowerment coach. Now, do you do that at the gym or do you do that separately? I do it separately. um, Do you coach only women or how does that work? I do. I do. I've had men reach out to me. I've actually had a a few meetings with some men, but the, I am, I love group coaching. It's just like, I loved coaching on the floor group classes. I, the one-on-one, I know you can do more for like, it's just like the efficiency and it's just, we all have, you know, we all have our preferences. So my, my group coaching is called unfiltered freedom and it's, it's more of a personal development community and accountability group. And we're on the journey of chasing those five freedoms. And I, that that's like, the shift that happened with me in the past year and a half, I was kind of just making like my mess, my message of not everything is just health and fitness. And I needed more. And I was like, okay, well then I'm just going to have to create because I've always been a coach. I coached basketball. I coach my kids. I, you know, like coaching has takes on many terms and that's where it's like, I didn't want to put myself in this, you know, in this container where I'm like, I can impact and influence more people and it doesn't have to be necessarily fitness. And that's where I was having a hard time during this identity shift of not coaching on the floor anymore and leaving my team, but also like what's going on. I'm not feeling completely fulfilled in, in that coaching role. Yeah. How do you feel now with like the empowerment coaching and then leading your team outside of the gym? Oh, it's all connected. It's It's all aligned. It is so it's, it's, I, I, you know, I'll take something from, it'd be like my business coach or my, or my group coaching and bring it to my team, vice versa. Something I learned team, I bring it. So it really is so cohesive and um, I'm able to just be able to speak more just with like influence, but more with like authenticity of now I feel more like myself. And I sometimes like that's, that was a big challenge for me when I was coaching on the floor where you have to be like, I'm also coaching one-on-one, but small group, but like it's emotionally and mentally draining. It's it's a lot. And it's also physically draining um, where sometimes you feel inauthentic where when we're in our own, like we all have our own issues and yeah. concerns and things that are going on where it's like, I am not sure if I can hold this space for somebody yeah. and coaching on the floor in the gym, like you gotta be on. It's just like yeah. Yeah. really encouraging and motivating where sometimes in this element, virtually it's like, I'm listening. They just need like the people just need to be listening right. and, and, processing a little bit more than providing feedback or mentorship if necessary. Yeah, totally. I see what you're saying. Now, how, how is it balancing all of these things? You have a podcast too. I didn't even mention that to my listeners. (laughs) Mom, um, mom, boss maximizer. Is that what it is? Okay. So everyone should check that out and I'll link it below, but how do you balance all these roles? I'm so curious. I don't know. How do you like this? Is- <laughs> I know. I, I was thinking of like when I was thinking of all the things I do, I'm like, wait a second. I have a podcast. I have three businesses. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, oh, right. You know, I don't know. But that's what I was saying. Like, 
I always like to hear how other people do it because I'm like, what yeah. can I tweak? Where can I be better? And I think that's how we balance this stuff is because we're constantly pivoting and making changes to, you know, be better for our families and prioritize what's most important to us. And it's not something that you just like figure out and you have it set. It's like we have to constantly adjust and like recalibrate and then start over again um, and just do the best we can. It's It really is. Yes. I mean, I'm sure with four kids, I have one child and that's an, enough, you know, of pivoting mm-hmm. and stuff. But with four, it's like things come up, things happen, you oh, know, yeah. circumstances happen. It's like you really have to just be ready to be ready for anything. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. Like I have always, I mean, since I was little, I was always like a three-sport athlete, always busy, on to the next thing, three-sport athlete, and I danced every single week, and I was, like, playing an instrument. Like, it was, like, that high-achieving mentality, which I am an Enneagram 3. I'm very much into the Enneagram and learning more, bringing more awareness. Um, I'm not sure if you're into it or you know much about the Enneagram. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me more about it. Oh, I love when people don't. That just makes me so excited. It's another tool. It's another resource to tap into our potential, to tap into our strengths, to tap into our healthy and unhealthy habits and how we work. It really helps form that communication uh, with your in relationships with okay. like your team, with your family. So um, I've really learned that over time that I'm an Enneagram three. I have that high achieving mentality. Do, 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 do. And always busy, always busy. And I don't want to be like that. Like I want more peace. I did this incredible exercise called be, do, have in my, in my women's group and with my team. And it's really about like who we are right now and who we want to be. And to get there, um, like, it's, it's to get there. It's like, who you want to be first and what you have to do to take action in order to what you want to have, yeah. where a lot of our mindset goes to, I want to have a big house. I want to, I want to be, I, I want to have this or have all these tangible things. And what do I have to do to get there? Instead, we have to talk about who are being. So like, I, I make fun of myself because I've always like, just me in the past was always, I, the old being is Blizzard Brit. Blizzard Brit is like, coming on through. <laughs> like, I'm cold. How you doing? How are you? Just like really not stopping and being present. And yes. I'm really be blissful Brit. That is my new way of being. Yeah. And blissful Brit is being present and stopping. And for people to say, I know you're busy. I'm like, nope, no, that's okay. I'm going to make time. Like I and, and finding that time and prioritizing that time. So wearing these, it's it's really like when you're saying how do you balance, I don't believe in balance. I really don't. I fucking hate that word. Sorry. Can I curse on here? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sorry. You know, it's so funny because balance comes up, I think, in like every single episode. And and you're right. Some people are like, there's no such thing. Other people are like, oh, yeah, there's totally balance. And I love hearing yeah. just like everyone's take on it. Yeah. I, I When I'm here, I'm here. So like, yeah. I know I'm not – thinking about if, if I get a phone call right now and it's school, I'm not answering it. So that's not balanced to me, you know, like right. that's, they're going to have to wait. Yeah. Um, there's times where I try to really stay committed to my routine. 
Like my routine is everything. My habits are everything. everything. And just in the past month, it has not been consistent because we had another shift in our schedule and our driving and our, you know, like all these things where I know I'm going to get back into it. I haven't journaled twice a week like I love to. And I know that helps me and that grounds me. So it's like the, the advice I give myself and I give other people is like, that's okay. Give yourself grace. Yeah. And it's not permanent. And what do you have to do or who do you have to talk to or reach out to, to support you on, on balancing or blending, if you want to say it, to, to find some more peace and blissfulness because like that bliss is that ultimate like peace and joy. That's the goal with the other freedoms that we want to achieve. So wearing it's my hats, like I'm not, I'm not proud. I'm not proud of being so busy. I'm not proud of, of having to be like, Oh, like yesterday I got home at five 30, took a shower, left at five 45, got the kids in the car and we had to go to a basketball game. You know, it's like, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I don't want to be like that, but I had a, at a meeting at five o'clock. It was very important. So like all these things that I, some things work for me. It's trial and error. Yeah. My phone, my, my phone is my calendar. Like it's, that's one of those things too. Like I have to time block everything. Yeah. To stay really true to those habits that I know are going to just make sure that my headspace is okay. Like my mindset's okay. That is most important. Right. Because if I'm good, my kids aren't good. My partner's not good. Your business isn't good. It's like a domino effect. Yeah. (sighs) We have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. 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 And I think like the prioritization too of like just like what's important, right? Like what should I be doing right now? What can wait? What can I delegate to someone else? I know like when I had Catherine on here, she's like, you got to delegate those tasks. Like you can do it all, but you have to ask for help. And I think that's super important too. And like you said too, I know we were talking about this on Instagram where you said something about um, gaining weight or like just like circumstances had changed and like we're so, so hard on ourselves. And it's like we have to be able to be in that season of life that we're in. It doesn't mean you can't make changes, but it might not be what it used to be or what it's going to be in the future. We have to be in that and Mm -hmm. give ourselves grace, like you Mm -hmm. said, because it's not always going to be perfect. It might be really messy and some things we can't control, which I think you said you had an injury, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I tore my Achilles 10 oh, months wow. ago. Oh, wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And still, it's still, still right. really, no, and still challenging. And yeah. it's just, I'm still limping here and there. I can't do a lot of the things that I used to, but it's acceptance and know that it's not always going to be like this. And I just have to shift some things physically and mentally. And yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. one of those things too. I'm kind of like, I've had worse. I, I try to think that, but yeah. also like if you're handed it, my biggest saying all the time through life, through a lot of obstacles is if you're handed it, you can handle it. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to handle it. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially I, like injury as an athlete too. Like I, I hurt my foot in October and it's still not the same. Um, but yeah, you kind of just have to accept it, change your perspective um, and be patient. Oh, yes, that's actually, that's been like, I think I said on my podcast, my top five pieces of advice is being patient. Yeah, I'm not a great patient person. I wasn't either. (laughs) I wasn't either. I was forced to. Right. I I mean, you don't have a choice, right? It's like, yes, 
Yeah, but I like I really appreciate what you said too is like asking for help because that as a single parent, I was doing everything myself. Yeah. You know, I was on my own when I was 21. I found out like everything about my dad living a double life and I was on my own and I was just like, nope, just going to internalize it and keep it in and keep working, working, working yeah. and avoid, avoid, avoid. Where now I'm like, I don't want my kids to be like that. If they're experiencing hardship. I want them like they can't keep it in. And, and like, that's the feeling of worthiness too, that I've learned yeah. so much in the past year of like, I felt worthy because I was doing so much and exactly. I just want to be yeah. <laughs> for help. Asking for help is really hard, but it delegating. Oh my gosh. For example, my, therapist was like what do you least likely to do like what do you hate doing and I said I hate doing laundry I hate it yeah. especially with four kids yeah and I delegated that I hired a high school high school girl you know it's a member's daughter here and she comes once a week and helps fold all the laundry and put it away and yeah. it now I can have more time with my kids yeah. like that would take two to three hours yeah. a week and that is more important. That's more valuable yeah. to me. Time with them. I was on the I was on the couch with my girls watching a cartoon while she was right next to me folding. And I'm like, I don't even care. Normally, right. I feel I'll help you. You know, so it's so hard to not yeah. feel guilty those in the in those moments, though. But it's so important to ask for help. I just think as moms in America, it is put out there that we are supposed to be busy all the time. And if you're not busy all the time, mm -hmm. then you aren't a good mom. Um, yes. Like it got to a point where at one point my daughter was like running around the house when she was like three with a cell phone, like so stressed out, pretending. You know, she's pretending she has a cell phone. She's a stressed out mom, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is what yeah, she sees. Like, like, and mm. I can't portray that. Like, so now I'll sit down and read a book. I don't care if I have dishes to do or laundry to do. I'm like, no, I'm going to sit here yeah. and read a book and you can come sit with me if you want. Um, but just to like have them see you relax and not always be doing something because that's what they're going to mm -hmm. remember. And, and we, I don't want her to turn out the way that the world is portraying that we're supposed to be when we could just be more productive with our time, um, delegate, ask for help. No one's, no one is expecting us to be able to handle every single thing that comes along, even though that's what we're expecting of ourselves. No yeah. one's going to like yeah. fault us for that. Yeah, no, I love that so much. I just being that role model that for our children and that that's it. My Children definitely do say that. Mommy, sit down. Like, my daughters will. They're so cute. When I sit down and cuddle with them, they will rub my feet. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I love you. Like, they know. They see. They're 10 and 9, my like my older girls. Like, they – they're and sometimes, like, when we do the whole bedtime routine, it'll be 9 o'clock. By 9 o'clock, I'm just like, I'm so hungry. I want to lay in bed with you, and I feel guilty. But they're like, it's okay. We get it, Mom. So that is – so important for me to yeah. be able to just stop and enjoy those moments because like what everyone says it goes by so fast so fast and, yeah, yeah it really does i mean i think that's <laughs> going back to to being productive with your time and choosing the most important things because some of that stuff you're not even going to remember you know years from now if you chose something over what's most important in your life whether that's your family your business your partner um and you look back and you're like i binge watched netflix for what like and I didn't you know what I mean it's just it's not gonna matter it's not gonna matter
mm-hmm. we're running around like a crazed person to to do errands that probably don't really matter you know yeah and like- that, and that's the self sabotage like that is where the burnout happens and with burnout that this is interesting like with burnout some people will say oh that leads to a breakthrough or that leads to getting sick and something else happening like where we can't control it. So like if we can only control ourselves, then how are you going to maximize your strengths, your time, your energy, your, your mindset? Like that's why I created mom boss maximizers because I, um, very much, I was talking about the Enneagram and strength, strength finders. The other one that I love that I've given my team and I give myself and, um, it, the maximizer, was my number one strength. And what that is, is finding potential in ourselves and in other people and how to maximize those strengths to the best of, you know, your your ability and to untap that, that potential that we all have, but we have to believe in it. So that's where, um, that's like just so important. I'm really trying to live in that. Like I'm really trying to sit in that and be authentic in that and, really like do as I say because it's so easy as a coach to oh my god yeah yeah I mean coaching pretty much holds us accountable but we can also be really really hard on ourselves because we're not perfect which absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. um what would be your advice to women out there you know that want to make changes or maybe have hit rock bottom you know Mm -hmm. maybe they're sick at this point where they burned out so far that you know they do have health issues now what would be your first thing for them to start? I think it's all about identity. It is finding awareness of who you are and where you want to go. And how to do that is with who and is, is whether it be, whether it be investing in a coach, whether it be finding a therapist. Um, and if you don't have the funds, if that's, if you're not there yet, like in the beginning of, like I said, in, when I first uh, was in that transition and then built hit it with Brit. I didn't have the funds to invest in a coach and a therapist. And, um, but I really tapped into my health and that was my first thing. I knew if I was going to start working out every single day and find consistency and create that discipline and, and make that pattern, uh, positive like that, those positive patterns and those habits, that's when the magic happens. So um, it's really like I always say who and leaning in, but also like that's the identity piece and like what is coming up. Yeah. And it, that's hard. Like we, we don't we have these blind spots and yeah. what, what we don't know, we don't know. Yeah. So that is and how can we figure what we don't know about ourselves and what's happening? It's by who ask, ask what is it like? What is it like working for me? Yeah. You know, like how do I show up to show up to? Yeah. Ask your friends, ask your family. What, what is it? How is it like when you're, you know, when we're together? What would you say are my biggest strengths? What would you say are my biggest weaknesses? So if you don't have the, the, the investment, then ask your family and your friends, ask your coworkers. Yeah. That's and that's hard. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. But I, you'll see, if you are at that point where you are able to receive that information, that constructive criticism, that feedback, that's where the growth happens. Growth is everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome advice. I love that. Now you have a big event coming up in March. Do you want to tell us about that? 
Yes, guts, girls using their strengths. It's on March 23rd. Okay. It is uh, Women's History Month in March, and we are. It's it's benefiting the YWCA. I love their mission. It is all about empowering women and eliminating race racism. So, I'm so excited because we've done this event in the past. It was it used to be Strong Camp through Strong Fitness Magazine, okay. and then I I can do this myself, and I want to run it differently so we we rebranded it to guts girls using their strengths and it was predominantly all about fitness and health and wellness well since because i want to turn my my mess into the message and i and just a lot of like what i've experienced myself and where my mindset's at i'm like i'm going to create this because that's what i need oh goodness i'm so sorry no, that no was worries. interruption so um, so then we are going to have a different perspective and different lens on this event. It is going to be more about women's, all about women's empowerment, but with educational panels, with speakers, it's all going to be about connection and collaboration, cultivating confidence and having clarity when you're leaving. So like what to expect when you're coming in is one thing, but also what to take away from the event is so important and i've found like that's what i've been lacking when i attend some some events is how can i go take action if i'm lacking on my identity if i am lacking on financial empowerment if i'm lacking on uh connecting with women and i want more for my life and it's again it's about those like maximizing your traits and finding the potential and that could be with that could be with someone on the stage. That can be with some women that are going to be in those seats. It is going to be an opportunity for for everyone. The women on the stage, and it's going to be an opportunity for to gain more partnerships. So I'm having sponsors for the first time, okay. um, and I and that's one of the beautiful things about with the brand of power and and with my boss maximizer and aligning them together and just like this is this is my identity. This is who I stand for. So I am so excited because we've got some, I can actually say, when, when is this airing? Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to send you the date. Probably like three weeks from now. Okay, great. So we've locked in Taylor Rayo, who is the buttonista. Okay. She, she's going to be that panel and, and Catherine Hover. She's, so us three are going to do a podcast panel and talk about visibility and confidence and being seen. Amazing. We're going to have a panel on health and wellness. We're going to have a panel um call like what the fuck like a lot about like resilience <laughs> is Catherine doing that one <laughs> she probably will want to do that one instead actually. <laughs> it was so funny when she came on my husband's my editor and he's like I can't find an intro part because she keeps swearing and I don't want that but it's just Catherine is who she is yes. this is why I loved going on her podcast and her coming here because it just goes from boom boom like it's like our ADD brains are just like yes. there's so much to talk about. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'm so excited because this is gonna be a different element of what I really feel the capital region needs, also what's been lacking, and how we can just continue to support one another. Yeah. That's just so so needed in so many different ways. And when I talk about those five freedoms, that's where I want the women coming in here prepared that like this is gonna be vulnerable. Yeah. And this is an opportunity for you to like let down those walls and and step outside that comfort zone. And we say that in the gym, but this is going to be also in life too. 
I love yeah. that. It sounds amazing. So what's the date on that? March 23rd, Saturday. Okay. I need to check yeah. my calendar. I think my daughter has a dance competition, but I really want to come. So I would love for you to really come. Good. Do you have a yeah. link for that? I can link that below as yes. well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Definitely. Well, so where do you see your business five to 10 years from now? All of your businesses. Um, which one? I, you know, I'm going to this past event. I went to um, a girlfriends and business event this past weekend in Scottsdale with Lori Harder. I'm not sure if you, if you know she is. No. Very big in, it's <clears throat> very big in the personal development space and a big influence that I've just always been following. And <clears throat> there's so many women with all businesses. And I really had to, it's like making me process of, where I want to go and where I need to put more time in because something that I've learned is that like I'm building four different bridges right now and none of those bridges are complete where I'm not putting t one focus into one of those businesses. Right. I am very passionate about my podcast. Like I love it so much, like just connecting with you and being able to bring more women where we on and learning their stories. Yeah. I, I would love to expand my network and not be in this container where I felt like, okay, I am ready to be able to, I, I want to network more, but it's not just networking, like surface level networking. Like I want to be very intentional with, with, you know, my conversations and my connections and, and supporting one another on that journey, because it is like so much we hear is entrepreneurship is lonely at the top, but it isn't. Yeah. It really isn't if you're if you're ready to be open and and to see like see it in different views and lenses too. So um, power is incredible. I have an incredible team. I trust yeah. them so much. We are shifting some things, um, like focusing a little bit more on that group model again, where we've kind of you know um, was like so much of our attention and our time was on the one-on-one -on -one and just learning new processes. It was very difficult to, to navigate going, coming to a new facility and then bringing personal training and scheduling. So back to like, let's go get into the, get into the group element. Our coaches are so intelligent. Their wisdom, the education that they've been provided through our mentorship has been amazing. So, and then with the podcast, just continue to, elevate that in all the ways yeah. and hopefully monetize it like that is something I would love to do it's yeah. just it takes a lot more time and patience yeah yeah well yeah. I mean like you said you have a lot going on so it's like you're not your sole focus is not one thing so sometimes that takes yeah. a little bit longer and that's yeah. okay yes yeah. absolutely You've, yeah. you're multi-passionate that's what I always say about myself too I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur and <laughs> yes yes and that's just and like like with your hair, I was, you know, listening to your podcast and like, and then seeing what you do with your hair. Like it is even, there's so much that you don't want to hold yourself back. Like you don't yeah. want to limit, if you're finding value and passion for something, like lean into that. Yeah. And I love that you're doing that because who would have thought, like, I, I met a couple of women who own salons at this past and they are, you know, like, how can I continue to evolve and elevate exactly. my brand and elevate where I'm so passionate about all these, all yeah. these. So yeah. yeah, I found like a good little balance, I guess you can call it now. It's like I have a creative mind. So the hair gives me that aspect. But I love, you know, beauty from the inside out too, mm -hmm. you know, because obviously we all know beauty is, you know, it's fleeting. It's not always going to be there. So, you know, really taking care of yourself, whole body. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. mind. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but it's right. I mean, you got to like, that was a pivot in my life, you know, where I had done hair for over 20 years. We moved here. I had been coaching for a couple years on the side. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm burnt out. I didn't make the right decisions with my business. You know, I had no boundaries. So I was like, I want to take a break from doing hair. So we moved. I continued coaching. And then I was like, you know, something is missing. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, Something is missing, and that's when I got back into doing hair here um, and opened another business, um, and it feels right now. I'm like – so it's like you got to go. Like I felt so silly that I had even stopped doing it in the beginning, but it's like you can't even think about that. That's like your ego talking, and you just really yeah. have to go with like what is going to make me be the best me and be able to like really use everything that I have, all the gifts that God has given me. So yeah. Stepping into that power. Like yeah. that's like – and we all have our own unique – power we just mm-hmm. have to, to like give ourselves permission to like yeah right because okay. you think if you like, make one decision then that's final it's not it's never final you can like yeah. always make a change yeah. do you do yeah. one-on-one coaching or group coaching I do yeah I do one-on-one you do yeah yeah do you love it I do yeah yeah I really do I mean I did miss doing the hair I think just like because I'm a social person I miss like that creative aspect and then just being around more people like outside of the house um so like I said now I like have this I'm starting to get into a routine and just have this nice balance going with both of them um but yeah I I love both I mean I love health I love fitness I love all that stuff um and doing hair too so yeah it's good I love your branding too so we gotta talk more I'll bring you on mine yeah for sure And, and send me that personality quiz too um because I did one recently but I don't know if it was what you were talking about but I love all that strengths and all that stuff and just learning more about yourself yeah it is always something to learn right yes yes and it's hard some some of it's hard to like oh is that me are you sure and you're like hmm it is in some yeah yeah (laughs) yeah the personality quiz I took a couple weeks ago um it was like so me. I was like, how do they even know this? This is so creepy. It um, is. Yeah. It is. But it yeah. explained and then, me really well. It was. Mm-hmm. And then going down a rabbit hole with like some of the Instagram handles to like, like the funny ones though too. So like me and my team, like we've gotten so much closer because we know like how to approach and it's how to, and how to communicate. Yeah. And, it, and we can find humor in it too because like, right. like I'll be like, Oh, it's not reactive, Brit. I'm listening. I'm being empathetic because a lot of times I would find myself not being empathetic because I was always just in my own head about my own shit. Right. So, like, these things really give us just another yeah. element of, like, let's be real. This is... Right. Well, I mean, because we can't really yeah. make changes if we're not aware of what we're doing at, yeah. with anything. But, I mean, especially with our personality and whatnot. Yeah. 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 So that's so yeah. important. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, we're definitely going to have to keep continued chatting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot in common. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm excited to learn more about you too, so I'll follow up with everything. Thank yeah, you that so- sounds awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. This is incredible. Thanks, Megan. I'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Have right. a great day. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Empowerhood is brought to you by Flourish Everyday Coaching. Check them out in the link below. And again, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you could take 60 seconds of your time and leave us an Apple review, this helps share the news about this podcast and help women all over the world. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the next episode.